Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast. We're just a couple days away. It's almost that time, week one. The first real game was played last night, KC and Detroit. And for Giants fans that hate on the former Giants first round pick in 2021, that was a sight to see. I mean, Kadarius Toney, pick six was caused because of him. Two other drops, just an awful game from him. But a fun game overall, and I picked the Lions in my pool, so I feel good. 1-0, great start to the year. But anyway, we're going to do the Giants-Cowboys preview, of course. I will try to do this weekly. I'm not going to like 100% commit to doing that, but hopefully on Fridays or Saturdays I can get these out. This one should be out by Friday night, Saturday morning at the latest. But we'll do the game previews for the Giants and then just quickly go through the rest of the NFL schedule, make some quick picks, maybe spread picks. Maybe pick them straight up. I don't know. We'll see what kind of mood I'm in. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy the video. Leave in the comments your score prediction for the Giants on Sunday, and let's get into it. So, of course, Sunday night football, Giants are home. Dallas is still favored by three and a half last time I checked, which I guess is fair. Like, I can't hate on that too much. The Giants have not had much success versus Dallas in recent years, unfortunately. So, Dallas is actually 11-1 and versus the Giants since 2017, and that one win by the Giants came in the 2020 season. Um, Andy Dalton was starting for the Cowboys, so kind of like a BS win anyway. But yeah, just a lot of tough moments versus Dallas recently. I still remember week one in 2016 very fondly. That was awesome. Terrence Williams staying in bounds, but a lot of bad memories after that playing Dallas. And like, there's been some other games versus them in week ones where... You know, there was the year after the Giants' second Super Bowl, well, fourth technically, but second in my lifetime. So the 2012 season opener, I remember that was a tough loss. The the freaking Kevin Ogletree guy had three touchdowns out of nowhere. Um, and then there was 2015, which might have been the worst of them all. That was when Jason Witten had the uh, game-winning touchdown with, like, eight seconds to go in the game so that was tough but a lot of heartbreakers versus Dallas the biggest thing for the Cowboys this offseason in my opinion at least of course they added some guys lost some guys but the biggest thing for them was moving on from their offensive coordinator Kellen Moore who went to the Chargers now Kellen Moore had the Cowboys offense cooking like I don't know why they let him go maybe it was because of the lack of playoff success but I don't think you can pin that on Kellen Moore the Cowboys actually averaged 27.7 points per game from 2019 to 2022 when Kellen Moore was calling plays. That was the second most points per game in the NFL behind the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's freaking awesome. So for the Cowboys to let that guy go, it's a little puzzling, but we'll see if that works out for them. Of course, taking his place as the play caller now is the Cowboys head coach, Mike McCarthy. And, of course, he called plays in Green Bay plenty of times. And I think even before that, he was with the Saints back in the day as the OC. So the guy has experience. But still, I mean, this is a big transition, possibly. We'll see how they react to it. Now, in fairness to Dallas, as much as we like to, you know, shit on them for their um, shortcomings in the playoffs, Dallas is only one of two teams in the NFL the past two seasons to have at least 12 wins. It's them and also, once again, Kansas City. So in the regular season, this team has been very good, so you can't take that lightly. We know about the playoffs once again, but they still have the same defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. He's been great since being in Dallas. Dallas was sixth best in points allowed per game last season, and the year before that in 2021, they were the seventh best defense in points allowed per game. So obviously Dan Quinn has had a great defense since being there. I'm sure the pick of Micah Parsons has helped out a lot, but they have a lot of talent there as well. There are two big free agent acquisitions, and I think one of them was a trade, right? I forget now, but they got Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. Of course, Cooks has like six 1,000-yard seasons in his career. 
In 2021, a couple years ago, Cooks had 90 catches, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Stephon Gilmore missed time last year, but when he's played, he's been great. So when he's healthy, he's been really good. He's like 32, 33 now, so maybe he falls off a bit, but he is the cornerback too. He doesn't have to be the cornerback one because of Trayvon Diggs, so that helps him out a lot. But Dallas did lose some guys. Dalton Schultz to Houston. Zeke went to the Patriots. Um, it's a new play caller once again, so that could you know maybe take a bit to get used to. But aside from that, it's pretty much the same thing in Dallas. They're still considered one of the best teams in the NFC. I don't want to say NFL, but especially NFC because it's definitely the weaker conference. Um, most people you ask will say there's a, a big three in the NFC, and it's the Eagles, it's the Niners, and it's the Cowboys. So as I said in a tweet recently, if the Giants can get this win and get off to a 1-0 start and then face the Arizona Cardinals in Week 2, which I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but... If they win this game, you have 2-0 staring at you right in the face. So it would be very nice to win this one. But I guess on the bright side, right, if they were to lose this game, which the spread indicates they will, but if they were to lose this game, you play the worst team in football the following week. So hopefully at worst, the Giants are 1-1. One one. But I would love to be 2-0, obviously. That would be fantastic. For the Giants' offense, I mean, I always start with the offense. I got to stick with that. We always start with the offense. But... The run defense in Dallas isn't much improved. They got the first-round pick, Mozzie Smith, out of Michigan, known as a run-stopper. He'll be a day-one starter, of course. And, and Dallas's defense was probably one of the worst parts about their team in the past couple years. They were bottom half in run defense last year. So they did a good job, I believe, last year of, of stopping Saquon Barkley. I know Saquon had the big run against them in week three for the touchdown, but I feel like outside of that, Saquon did not do much versus Dallas last year. And Dallas usually has that game plan of like, just make the Giants passing game beat us, which may bode well for the Giants now as compared to the past, because the Giants obviously have better receivers now than they've had the past two years. And we'll talk about the Darren Waller injury that popped up today. Um, that was kind of scary to see. I, I don't know if it's a real injury. I really don't. Like I, I'm kind of feeling like, is this like a 3D chess type move from Brian Dable or is this like a real injury? I don't know because we know Darren Waller's had hamstring issues in the past. So that is concerning. I do think he plays. I'd be surprised if he's out because like, I feel like this came out of nowhere. Like Darren Waller was healthy the entire, you know, training camp preseason. Then of course the Friday to get two days before the, uh, the actual regular season, it pops up that Darren Waller has a hamstring injury. Um, and hopefully it's not that bad. I still think he plays, but we'll see how serious that is. Um, but yeah, does Dallas respect the giants pass game? That's what it's going to come down to. If, if the giants can't pass the ball, they're not going to win this game. You can't rely on Saquon Barkley against an elite defense like this that also has a good offense, and Dallas definitely has a good offense. Um, you can't rely on Saquon Barkley to single-handedly win you this game. Like, the Giants' passing game needs to do something. They need to have big explosive plays, hopefully from Slayton, hopefully from Hyatt. Um, unfortunately, Wandell Robinson's doubtful for this game, which is not much of a surprise. I was thinking most of the offseason that he was not going to be ready for Week 1. And I think like if this was a playoff game, maybe he could have played, but I just I think they want to just take, you know, precaution. He was a second round pick a year ago, so just take it easy. No need to rush him back. But once again, you have more explosive playmakers on offense. Paris Campbell, I forgot to mention. So hopefully the Giants can at least open up this Dallas defense if they were to stack the box and just 
make themselves two-dimensional and not totally Saquon Barkley reliant. That's not what you want. Now, of course, Dallas does have a really good secondary. I mentioned Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, who they just got, J. Ron Kirst, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. They have guys. Like, they have a lot of good players back there. So um, passing against them is not the easiest thing in the world. They still have their pass rushers, Lawrence, Parsons. Um, as I mentioned, Mozzie Smith in the first round. Odigi Zuwa still there. Like, they have guys, obviously. So this defense, names-wise, roster-wise, even coaching-wise with Dan Quinn, is a very good defense. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely no joke in Dallas. So um, that part's a bit scary. But I would say the linebacking core is probably the most iffy part about Dallas's defense. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch is still there. He's still healthy right now. But the guys playing next to him, I don't know much about. So I'm not really that concerned about that. That might be the weakest point of that defense. So if you can get Darren Waller in some mismatches, that might be your key to moving the ball. Of course, Dallas can put a, a safety or even a corner on him and see if that works out better. And I'm also curious to see how does the Giants offensive line hold up? There was that report today that came out that the Giants do have two starting guards, but Brian Dable did not mention which guards they were. I mean, it seems like based on the reports from the preseason and stuff, that's probably going to be Mark Lewinsky and Ben Bredesen. I could be wrong, but that just seems like the... You know, that was like their main offensive line unit from the preseason in most cases and training camp. So I want to see Evan Neal. How does he look against a really good pass rush? That's definitely going to be big for this game. I feel like Evan Neal could like either win the Giants this game or lose the Giants this game. Like his role in this in this game is going to be just massive. If Neal has one of those bad games like he had in his rookie year, I, this might be a rough game for the Giants. Like, I got to be honest. But if he's great and comes out in year two and looks awesome right away, that's going to give Jones more time and give the receivers more time to get open and it may work out perfectly. So hopefully Evan Neal looks a lot better this year. Of course, John Michael Schmitz against Mozzie Smith. So rookie on rookie. That's going to be interesting, but hopefully JMS is okay. I don't think he'll be like a stud right out the gate, but hopefully he's fine. And of course, Andrew Thomas, you know, no concerns there at all. The Giants defense, the thing that concerns me with their defense is they have two rookies starting in the secondary. Of course, Trey Hawkins and of course, Deontay Banks. Probably on the outside, because what I think will happen, and I could be wrong once again, but I think what could happen here is I think C.D. Lamb goes in the slot, and then you put Adoree Jackson in the slot most times to follow him. And we've seen that in the past, how sometimes Adoree Jackson will follow C.D. Lamb in these matchups. I feel like C.D. definitely got the best of him in week three last year. Um, he had that great one-handed catch, I think, from Cooper Rush in the back of the end zone. And, of course, Adoree had those quotes about, like, being willing to play slot corner if it's better for the team. Like, he's a team-first guy. I like that about him. But... Um, Outside corners, I mean, they're going to be guarding Michael Gallup and the newly acquired Brandon Cooks, which is a bit of a concern. Like, two rookies against two good receivers. I mean, of course, Cooks is better than Gallup, but assuming Brandon Cooks hasn't fallen off yet, and he's still 29, 30 years old, so he's not like that old, but, you know, have, having one of your rookie corners guard him for an entire game it's a little concerning, so definitely a big task right away. A really good passing offense here for Dallas, so those guys have to be up for the task. Dallas has had some injuries on the offensive line. It seemed like they were going to be healthy, but once the um, the injury reports came out this week, we found out that Tyler Smith, who's probably going to be left guard because now Tyrone Smith is back, he'll be back at left tackle. But Tyrone Smith was also limited on Thursday with an ankle injury. We'll see if he plays. He played four games last year, so he missed a lot of time last season. But if they're healthy, their offensive 
offensive line is still really good. I mean, Dallas definitely has one of the better offensive line units in football. Um, but if, you know, they have a starter or two missing, that can be big. They don't have the most offensive line depth. But it should be a battle in the trenches. I mean, you have the newly acquired Ashawn Robinson for the Giants. Of course, you have Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari. There's a lot of good pass rushing talent and guys that can get in the backfield and hopefully blow up some plays, get to Dak Prescott. But... Once again, Dallas has a really good offensive line when healthy, so that's a big concern about this game as well. But it's two very good units going you know, against each other, and we'll see who gets the best out of each other in this matchup. The Cowboys' running game is interesting here because this is the first time without Zeke. Well, I guess since that one time he was suspended for like six games and they gave it to like, who was playing? I think Alfred Morris was at that time, former Giant. He played everywhere, right? The Giants and the he was on the Redskins at the time. He was playing for the Giants, Dallas. Like he was on three teams in the division. So, um, no Zeke for the first time in a while, though. And you're gonna have Tony Pollard playing this like featured back role. Of course, they'll they'll you know they'll put Rico Dattle, I think his name is, in at some points. They'll put Deuce Vaughn, the the five 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 six receiving back. He'll play at some points as well. But it seems like this will be the Tony Pollard show. Pollard is very talented, of course. We have not seen him get, like, the lion's share of the carries yet in the Cowboys' backfield. He's had some games where Zeke missed, but, like, you know, for the most part, he hasn't had a full season of that yet. But it is week one. We'll see how much the Cowboys lean on Pollard. But he is very talented and definitely makes some plays in the receiving game. So that part's scary. He can just, you know, pretty much break the game open with one good run. So that's definitely something they got to watch out for. I'm excited for Isaiah Simmons. That's going to be big for this Giants defense is watching Isaiah Simmons, where he plays, what he does. Do they use him as a blitzer more? Do they use him to guard, like, tight ends or even slot? receivers like what do they make him do so i'm gonna definitely keep my eyes on number 19 during this matchup and see where don martindale puts him on defense throughout this and i do think he'll have a role for this team obviously they did not trade for him for nothing sure it was only a seventh round pick but they would not have went out and got him and, and made him take up a roster spot if they were not going to use him so they're gonna they're gonna use him it just depends where how what type of impact he makes and i'm definitely excited to see what happens there and usually i mean this could be because it's week one of course but usually i have like a feel for who i think is going to win this game or win any giants game I don't have much of a feel. I, I've heard both arguments about, you know, people think the Giants will come out and beat Dallas and surprise them. And then other people think, well, Dallas, you know, they have the Giants number. They know how to beat them. Um, they've never beaten Dak, I believe. So there's all that going on as well. Like, I don't know who to pick. I really don't. Like, I do think the Giants will stay in this game. I don't see a Dallas blowout. I don't see a Giants blowout, but that'd be great. I just think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to, you know, who makes some more mistakes, who can make the big play at the right time, who converts more on third down, just that those type of things. Like, I, I think this will be a very close game throughout. One thing I will say, and I do think, you know, this is definitely new for the Giants because they have not had this in years past. I mean, of course, last year, too, because they had the same coaching staff, but the Giants coaching staff will definitely put them in the best position to succeed. So... That's something I couldn't really say about the Ben McAdoo Giants and the the Tom Coughlin sometimes and, you know, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge. Like, this coaching staff is going to have everything figured out. They're going to know what Dallas wants to do, and we'll just see if the players can execute. That's what it's going to come down to. It feels like a, you know, 27-23 type score or something like that, um, and I just don't know which team's going to be on top. I really have no idea, so... 
I don't know. I, I think they could win this game, though. I have, like, some positive vibes about this one. Like, I feel like the Giants are up for this, and I feel like this is their best chance to beat Dallas in a long time. So I hope they can get that done. I did not mention the full injury report, so let me read it off real quickly. Um, Cordell Flott, Javarius Owens, Wondell Robinson, I mentioned, they're doubtful. Questionable is DJ Davidson, Darren Waller, who we mentioned, and Cam Brown. So... You know, hopefully Cam Brown could be out there on special teams and, you know, Cordell Flott. I don't know. He probably won't play at this point. So that kind of sucks. But anyway, they were not going to rely on him much anyway. So the injuries are not terrible. I want to see Dallas's uh, injuries quickly and see what the most up to date um, injury report for Dallas is. So for Dallas, I mean, yeah, Donovan Wilson and Tyler Smith are doubtful for this game. That's pretty big. Like you lose a guy in the secondary, you lose your starting left guard. That's definitely big. So Dallas definitely has some guys that are important that are going to miss this game. Potentially. We'll see if they play. I guess the extra few hours on Sunday may help. It may not. We'll see. So screw it. Let's be optimistic here. I say the Giants win this one 27, 23. As I said, I really don't have a feel for it, but you know, as a Giants fan, we're going to say Giants win. So we'll go with that. All right, we'll go through the rest of week one quickly and just pick some games against the spread. That's what we'll do. First one is the Panthers at the Falcons. And I actually like the Falcons a lot this year. I've made a couple of videos about them. Definitely in on the uh, the Falcons this year. Atlanta minus three and a half, which, um, you know, not the biggest spread, but I'll still pick the Falcons here. I heard a stat that no rookie first overall quarterback has won their first start since like 2002, something crazy like that. I think that was David Carr, actually. So um, hopefully Bryce Young does not switch that trend. So I will take the Falcons to win that one, probably a low-scoring game too. The Bengals at the Browns, definitely interesting here. We'll see what the Browns look like in the first actual full year of Deshaun Watson. I think their ceiling's very high, but they have a very low floor as well. Could be a big year for Kevin Stefanski. Joe Burrow back and paid very nicely now. Got a new contract. Um, it is Bengals minus one and a half on the road. I guess I'll go with Cincinnati. I don't feel great about that one, but I feel like Cincinnati could win by a field goal or something like that. So give me the Bengals, but definitely will be a close game in my opinion. Jaguars at the Colts. The Jaguars are four and a half point favorites on the road. Not a surprise there, given the you know Colts roster and Richardson's first start could be very raw. And of course, Richardson showed some great flashes in the preseason, but just a lot of like a lot of throws that definitely need some work. You know, too much uh, too much mustard on some passes that get tipped up and some bad decisions. So I will take Jacksonville. Four and a half seems a bit close. So that's kind of weird, but. Maybe they expect the Colts to be very up and ready for this game. First game for Shane Steichen as the head coach for the uh, Colts, so maybe that goes into it as well. But I would think Jacksonville, they're well coached. They have a year three quarterback who is awesome. Is he in year three, right? 21, 22, yeah, right, 20, yeah. Year three, it, just, it doesn't feel right. I don't know why, but yeah, year three, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by five and a half at home. Not a surprise there, really. Um, I don't know. It really depends on Tampa's defense because I, I think Tampa can put up points and Minnesota's defense really sucks. I, I'm going to take Tampa plus five and a half. I think Minnesota wins the game by three or four, but I'll take Tampa to cover the spread. I think five and a half is too much when your defense is that bad for the Vikings. I mean, maybe um, they added Brian Flores, I believe. So like maybe that helps out a lot, but 
I just don't think they have the talent on the roster right now. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll take the Bucks. I mean, I I made a a bold prediction video that's actually coming out tomorrow probably, and um, there's a Baker Mayfield bold prediction in there comparing him to a guy from last year. So I'm not going to give it all away, but um, I could see Tampa having a pretty good offense this year. It's not impossible. Um, this one's good. Tennessee at New Orleans. Saints are a minus three, so pretty much is telling you that they're equal teams on paper, which I think is kind of true. Like I'm not a big Saints guy. Guy, but they do play in a terrible division um I don't know I'm definitely gonna be rooting for the Saints because I have so many Saints in fantasy this year like I have Olave on multiple teams I have Thomas on a team um Kamara's out but I have uh, Jamal Williams on multiple teams like I have so many Saints on my team so I will definitely root for the Saints to win but my brain is telling me to pick the Titans I, th- I think the Titans could win this game um, they're back and healthy now for the most part. Ryan Tannehill's back and healthy, and I think they're much better coached as compared to Dennis Allen, who I don't think is a good head coach. So I'll take Tennessee plus three, and I think they'll win the game outright. Here's one. This is a good game as well. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. San Fran minus two and a half on the road. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I love the Steelers. I am not hiding that whatsoever. I love Pittsburgh this year. Um, San Fran definitely has a lot of questions, in my opinion. I don't know if George Kittle is going to play in this one. He's had a groin injury. And Pittsburgh, I feel like everything's gone right for them. The preseason, they look tremendous. Um, Mike Tomlin's still the coach, so nothing's changing there. Um, They'll be a really good team this year. I think they could be like a dark horse team this year. I do have them making the playoffs as a seven seed in my playoff prediction video. But I like the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot. I think they win the game outright, so I'm taking them plus two and a half. Arizona, the possible laughing stock of the league. They are at Washington. I thought this game was at Arizona the entire week, so that's new news to me. So at FedEx Field, touchdown favorites for the Commanders. If this was in Arizona, I feel like I would have taken the Cardinals. But since this one's at Washington... I guess I'll take Washington minus seven. It's like the second career start for Sam Howell. Obviously his first, you know, week one start. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Arizona, like their defense is so, so bad. Like worse than the Vikings even. So if Sam Howell's competent, which I think he is, I'm not positive, but I think he is, um, Washington should win this one by a lot. So I'll take them minus seven. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus 10. The big thing here is Mark Andrews, the talented tight end for Baltimore. I don't know if he's going to play. There's been like a very weird undisclosed injury when it comes to him. Nobody knows if he's going to play or not. Um, Maybe they know in the building, but I have not seen like reports about it. But I'll take Baltimore minus 10. They always beat bad teams by a lot. And it's just that's what they do. I feel like John Harbaugh teams always beat the crap out of bad teams. So I will take Baltimore minus 10. First start for CJ Stroud, obviously. So we'll see how that goes. But I feel like Houston's going to have a tough time getting some offense. And Lamar Jackson's in a new offense. And they should be airing the ball out more. And hopefully Mark Andrews is healthy. But yeah, give me Baltimore minus 10. Green Bay on the road at Chicago. Two teams that I think are very similar, probably in like the same tier, in my opinion, right around the, uh, each other talent-wise. Um, the Bears are favored by a point and a half. Big injury news, Christian Watson was ruled out for this game, the talented Packers wide receiver in year two. So I don't love the Bears. I've said that before in my other videos, but I guess I'll take them in this game. I mean, they're the home team. Green Bay's missing one of its better weapons, as I mentioned, so I guess I'll go Chicago. Don't love it, but give me the Bears, minus one and a half. Las Vegas at Denver. Talk about a freaking snooze fest. Um, 
Denver minus three and a half. <sighs> I want like if it was two and a half, I'd probably just pick the Raiders. But three and a half, I don't know. That's a tough one. It really is. That's a very tough one. I'm gonna take Denver. They're the home team. It's tough to play there. I think the Raiders are very bad. Like they'll be a top five pick in my opinion. I think they really suck. So give me Denver minus three and a half. But I don't, I don't love them that much overall this year. This spread's kind of weird. So the Eagles are on the road at the Patriots. Only a minus four for Philly, who, of course, is one of the better teams in the NFL. I do think the uh, Patriots have a better year than last year. I actually don't think I predicted it that way. I think I have the uh, Patriots down for like seven wins because I think that division is very tough and the conference is tough. So I think on the field play-wise they'll be better, but maybe not record-wise if that makes sense. And I kind of feel the same way about the Giants this year. Um, But I guess, I mean, it's a weird spread. It's a very weird spread. I guess I'll take Philly. I mean, call me a sucker, but I'll take Philly minus four. Um... New England's defense is awesome. Maybe that's why I just like I just think the Patriots offense will have trouble scoring on Philly's defense. I could be missing something here. It just it seems fishy, but give me the Eagles minus 4. This is always fun. The two overs Herbert battles Dolphins at the Chargers. Chargers minus 3. So a pretty even matchup here. Um I feel like a lot of people are taking the Dolphins, but I do like the Chargers more this year. I had the Dolphins missing the playoffs, and a lot of that's because of Tua's health and things like that. Jalen Ramsey being out too. Um, I don't trust that team health-wise overall. So I will take the Chargers while they're healthy because they'll get hurt at some point. So I'll just take the Chargers now. They are the home team. Not that that matters for them too much because they don't have many fans. But I will take Los Angeles because I think they're the better team. Um, Los Angeles Rams. This is a weird spread too. Rams on the road at Seattle. Seattle's only favored by four and a half. Kind of weird, right? The Rams don't have Cooper Cup. Um, They just have nothing good on that team. Their offensive line stinks. They have, like, the youngest team in the league. Bunch of undrafted guys playing. Like, it's the Rams are really bad. So, I don't know. I don't know why this is only four and a half. I mean, I'm not going to, like, try and outguess myself or outsmart myself here. I'll take Seattle minus four and a half, but... That's a very sketchy spread. It really is. Like, I would stay away from that game personally. Um, Dallas at the Giants. I'm taking the Giants, as I mentioned, plus three and a half. Even if the Giants lost by a field goal, I would still win the spread. So, I mean, hey, I guess uh, I guess that's a good thing. Um, Buffalo at the Jets. So, this should be interesting, of course. I guess MetLife's being used in back-to-back days, huh? So, MetLife on Sunday night, MetLife on Monday night. Interesting there for the uh, – do they call them grounds crew, like baseball? What do they call the people that set up the field? I don't know what they're called. So maybe grounds crew, um, the field maintenance people. I don't know. But anyway, the Bills are favored by two and a half on the road. Um, a lot of newness with the Jets. The Bills have way more continuity. Um, I think maybe later in the season, if this was the matchup, I'd pick the Jets. But since it's week one, and I'm not going to buy into like the... Uh, the hard knocks hype and things like that. I do love Aaron Rodgers, as you guys know, but I'm going to take the Bills. Minus two and a half. I think they win this game. I feel like it's either a Bills blowout or a very tight win for the Bills. Like, I just, I don't know. Of course, the Jets could win, and I don't want to count them out completely, but I just feel like with the continuity and all that stuff, like, I feel like the Bills should win this game. So that'll do it. The Giants week one preview, NFL week one picks in the books. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday night. Maybe Monday morning by that point, but hopefully Sunday night. I don't want it to go too late, but um, hopefully we'll be reacting to a Giants win on Sunday night. Hope you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.